This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. Abraham Lincoln, one of the greatest human beings who ever lived. He saved the Union. He abolished slavery. And he was incredibly smart and wise and said things like this all the time, huh? Those who deny freedom to others deserve it not for themselves. It's amazing. Amazing. Now, we're supposed to honor him and George Washington on Monday, President's Day. Uh, have, you, have you heard about President's Day? Hmm? Anything planned for President's Day? It's, uh, basically a, it's basically a day off, if you're lucky. And that's pretty much it. We don't talk about our founding fathers, after all. George Washington was a slaveholder. No, no. However, we're all about Juneteenth. Weeks ahead of time. Months ahead of time. Juneteenth. And when it finally arrives, oh boy, is it Juneteenth. Happy Juneteenth and happy Monday. Uh, happy, happy Juneteenth observance. I hope you got the day off. Appreciate both of you spending time with us uh, amidst the holiday. Happy Juneteenth. Neil and Emily, appreciate you. Hey, I'm Donald. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Happy Juneteenth, everyone. All right. So what is Juneteenth? Uh, I don't think any of them knows. I don't think anybody really knows. Uh, Juneteenth is, I'll take a stab at it, the day that the message that slavery was ended finally reached a portion of Texas, like a year or so after the Civil War. They're making a bigger deal out of that than the man who actually ended the Civil War. Uh, President's Day may not be around for much longer. Seriously, uh, it's on the chopping block, huh? Seven reasons President's Day is nonsense. Next, uh, why President's Day is the worst American holiday. President's Day is a celebration of murderers, and it's time to cancel President's Day. Wow. Wokeness really does make you demented, all right? It denies our past. It ruins our present and possibly our future. And Joe Biden cannot, will not, could not even if he wanted to keep our culture intact. But wow, his appointments really are stylish, huh? Dr. Rachel Levine, uh, the other one, the character at the Energy Department. Uh, before I introduce you to the next one, just remember, we lost Afghanistan, right? It's amazing. Nobody ever talks about this, but we lost Afghanistan and it's because of Joe Biden. Well, we do have an ambassador to Afghanistan. Her name is Karen Decker. And this is, I think, the ultimate example of being totally out to lunch, totally out to a woke lunch. Have you heard about her tweets? She's the ambassador, the U.S. ambassador to Afghanistan. Take a look at the stuff that she's writing. 
Are Afghans familiar with black girl magic and the movement it inspired? Do Afghan girls need a similar movement? What about Afghan women? Teach me, ready to learn. Hashtag Black History Month, Beyonce, Lizzo. Okay, are Afghans familiar with black girl magic? Next, uh, Karen Decker hit us with, as I reflected on his legacy this week, it occurs to me to ask, who is Afghanistan's MLK? What Afghan person, driven by their faith and a desire for peace, can lead the Afghan people to the mountaintop? Hmm, who is Afghan's MLK? Well, I guess we'd have to start at the top of Afghanistan, the president's office. Is it one of these guys, potentially? You think the, uh, the next MLK is in here somewhere? Uh, was she drunk tweeting? What was wrong with this person? Next one. It, <laughs> Super Bowl, whatever. Two elite quarterbacks who happened to be black made history in an epic showdown. Congrats to the Chiefs for a thrilling victory. Afghans, what's the most exciting sports match you remember? I don't know. The race to who can chop off a head first? Are you crazy? This country is barbaric. Thanks to America, by the way. More on that in a moment. And perhaps her most ludicrous and offensive tweet of the evening, her drunk uh, evening of tweeting. Shall we? One more. Abe Lincoln, born today in 1809. He did some stuff. It's also NAACP Day. Home of grassroots activism, inclusiveness, black voices are heard. What does that look like for Afghans struggling to be heard? I seem to know more about Afghanistan than this woman. Abe Lincoln, born today in 1809, did some stuff. We were talking about him earlier. Uh, saving the Union. Abolishing slavery. Look at how she minimized it. And this is a thing with the left. And that phraseology did some stuff. You've heard that before. Care was founded after 9-11 because they recognized that some people did something and that all of us were starting to lose access to our civil liberties. Yeah, did some things. This is coded language. The left loves it. It is totally grotesque and offensive. By the way, she said it's NAACP day. I have a few things to say about the NAACP in my book, which is available everywhere, doesn't the NAACP have any historians or even vaguely literate people on staff? The wild and false things they have been saying and writing about America, totally incredible. Again, justice for all, how the left is wrong about law enforcement, available wherever books are sold. But back to Abraham Lincoln. She's forgotten, but have we? Abraham Lincoln, I, I remember going there as a kid, and just behind the statue of Abe in that big chair is a beautiful inscription. Are you ready? Can you read that? In this temple, as in the hearts of the people for whom he saved the Union, the memory of Abraham Lincoln is enshrined forever. Karen Decker, it's not enshrined with her. She forgot. And so did the people at the State Department. They totally forgot. I will never forget how we lost in Afghanistan because of some of these players. Will you? And remember this, Afghanistan is suffering. More than half of Afghanistan's people are starving and the Afghan people are surviving by selling their children and organs, organ heart, selling organs. Uh, 35 million Afghans live in poverty. Women under the Taliban 
are subjected to forced marriages and women under the Taliban also subjected to sex slavery. But let's have fun on Super Bowl Sunday night tweeting horribly grotesque and offensive things to our culture and probably their culture as well. All right, we are messed up abroad and at home. The situation in Palestine, Ohio, East Palestine, Ohio. The bureaucracy, East Palestine, Ohio, is getting accustomed to the American bureaucracy at the federal level, and it's an ugly thing. FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, right? What East Palestine needs is much more expansive than what FEMA can provide. FEMA is on the front lines when there is a hurricane or tornado. The situation is different. FEMA, the federal emergency manager, it doesn't say anything about natural emergency. And I've seen them, by the way. I saw them on 9-11, 2001. FEMA was there. They made a big deal out of it. Uh, plane crashes. I've seen FEMA there. How, how bureaucratic, huh? Not our job. Go see another office. Mike DeWine is the governor of Ohio. He's a Republican, and uh, he is aware of the situation with FEMA. I know there's been a lot of questions about FEMA and calling in FEMA for aid. At this point, based on what FEMA has told us and continues to tell us, my chief of staff talked to them again this morning, we do not qualify for assistance. Although FEMA is synonymous with disaster support, they're most typically involved with disasters where there's tremendous home or property damage, tornadoes, flooding, hurricanes. That's why we do not expect that FEMA will come to East Palestine. Figure out a solution, everybody. Are you kidding? Did FEMA just decide, you know, typically this is what we focus on, not our job they may be able to figure something out on this. I mean, it's ludicrous, all right? FEMA, just come on, give these people a break in East Palestine. And look at these folks. They could use some help. I know they're not the coolest, hippest people in the world. They're not the wokest or anything like that. But I think they're being penalized because they're not those things. Just like, actually, the people in Flint, Michigan were penalized. Remember that? Remember the situation with the water? Uh, they got the runaround as well. And they even got the runaround from President Barack Obama. Interesting filmmaker, Michael Moore. I'm not a big fan at all, but this is fascinating. Obama shows up and the water is bad. Everybody knows it. He's supposed to fix it. Watch what happens. That I see you and I hear you. <laughs> we invest... Uh, can, can I get some water? Come on up there. I want a glass of water. Get a bottle. A bottle of water. I want a glass of water. Everybody settle down. This is a feisty crowd. Thank you. I really did need a glass of water. This is not a stunt. What? He, he wet his lips. He did not drink it. He didn't sip it. He wet his lips. There was an audible gasp in the audience. People were just like absolutely dejected. Why would you do that? I, I am sure that somewhere when I was two years old, I was taking a chip of paint 
tasting it, and I got some lick. Yeah, that's like talking about like, well, I didn't wear a seatbelt and I'm fine. It's like, but there were tons of people that died. Incredible, right? The government failing the people again and again and again. Backstage, the president sitting at the table with the criminal governor okay. decided to perform his stunt all over again. You know, generally I have not been doing stunts here, but, you know. <laughs> That's not what I expected. That's right. what Snyder did. It felt like he minimized, like, what people were actually going through and struggling with. If you were actually lead poison, you would not be president. You would be janitor Barack Obama. We were holding on to hope that he would declare a disaster area. A disaster would give us FEMA, it would give us hyperplacement, get engineers in, in here. Then we could get Medicare for all the residents of Flint. As soon as he took a drink of the water and said everything's fine, that was that. Was that. And look at it, years later, it's still poison. When he came here, it was my president, but when he left, he was not my president. Incredible, right? Did you know about that? Something interesting. There he is getting on Air Force One, but there's a moment there. You saw it. The motorcade. The motorcade, right? There they go. Big old motorcade, right? Who gets to travel like that? A president of the United States going to his own jet. This right there. That's why they get into politics. The power, the perks, the status, the prestige. Our guy, my guy, <laughs> he didn't get into it for the cars, for the planes. He had all that stuff. And guess what? He's going to East Palestine. Joe Biden won't. He's going, we believe, next Wednesday. Ah, speaking of Joe Biden, um, what we're seeing is total incompetence, obviously, especially with these balloons. One other thing from yesterday. Uh, did you notice this part? The intelligence community's current assessment is that these three objects were most likely balloons tied to private companies, recreation, or research institutions studying weather or conducting other scientific research. All right. What are those categories again? What are these balloons? Private companies, recreation, recreation, Reese, recreation. So that balloon club, you heard about the balloon club? It's the balloon club's balloon. Uh, maybe 12 bucks shot down with that very expensive missile. By the way, this is what it looks like when you fire a sidewinder. cool, right? Uh, so this is what I actually said about what was happening last week. Take a look. This tells you what's happening right now with the balloon Joe Biden stuff, okay? That's the Air Force. That's Joe Biden flying objects, okay? They set it up so we could look tough after that fiasco. They may deny it. to the, There's no denying it. Letting that balloon go all the way across the country. So now he's trigger happy to compensate for that. It's a joke. And we're in trouble. I'll be right back. Okay, so that's Speaker Kevin McCarthy. Congratulations. You got the job. So far, I've seen some things that really impress me. I've seen some things also that don't impress me. 
Uh, he got that job by the skin of his teeth, right? And Ashley Babbitt, the person who killed her, was not doing his job. A lot of people were not doing that job. And I want to see the 14,000 hours, I'm told, of uh, surveillance footage from all over the Capitol. We were promised that stuff. We got to make it happen. Number one, I also want to know, who was that little cop and others like this little cop waving people in on January 6th? So many people have not seen this footage. Also, who were these police officers and why were they just standing there as these people came into the Capitol? Welcome to the Capitol, huh? What's this all about? And who are those three cops who decided to take a coffee break at the moment of truth? All hell breaks loose. There they go. And then watch what happens, right? They start wailing on the door. The cops left. And a few seconds later, Ashley Babbitt is killed. And the individual who shot Ashley Babbitt, again, an unarmed woman, was not doing his job. He seems to think so. The fake news keeps telling him. Apparently, you too, Speaker McCarthy. Listen to this. Fired. What could you see? Where were you aiming? You're taught to aim for center mass. Uh, the subject was sideways, and I could not see her full motion of her hands or anything. Um, so I guess her movement, you know, caused the uh, discharge to, to fall where it did. And what did you think this individual was doing at that, at that moment? She was posing a threat. She was posing a threat. Again, a real Forrest Gump uh, vibe from this guy. Uh, that's an unjustified shooting, in other words, actually. Ashley Babbitt, no weapon, not posing a threat. There she is at the Ellipse, I believe, just a few hours earlier, having a good time. She was there as a patriot. She did not break anything. She did not hurt anyone. And posthumously, you should see how this woman and her family are cyberbullied all over the place, ugly, comments exactly what she deserved are you kidding me <laughs> she had no gun i think one of her why she's not sympathetic to these people i think it has a lot to do with the color of her skin actually and that she's a trump supporter was a trump supporter this country though keep hearing how bullying and this kind of behavior is is just not right not who we are and we have to talk about something it's bullying and bullying is a pretty serious matter. It hurts people, and you think that it's funny, but it's really not. It's not you, it's them. Put an end to bullying. Spread the word. It's time to accept people for who they are. It's time to cut the bull. You know, we didn't have these anti-bullying campaigns when I was growing up. Uh, I can tell you this, though. They're not working. These things are just not working. And well, who are we as a country if we can't accept that an unarmed person killed? We all accepted that George Floyd should not have died that day. What about Ashley Babbitt? What is a country, by the way? Here is the definition of a country. Do we have one anymore? A region, territory, or large tract of land distinguishable by features of topography, biology, and culture. Culture. We have to see some things basically the same way. And with all these people coming in illegally, I don't think it's helping matters. Do you? Do you at all? These are, these are tough times. Also this, I actually was happy when America overturned Roe v. Wade. 
I thought it was high time, but the swamp is moving against it. The Pentagon has a policy now that soldiers can take up to three weeks of leave, in addition to the normal leave they already have, 30 days of leave, to get an abortion. They'll reimburse you, the Pentagon, for the required travel to medical facilities. This is very much in keeping with all those woke companies that made major announcements. Yes, we're going to pay women to go on vacation, have an abortion, come back. These companies, I think, and maybe the Pentagon, uh, this is more cost effective than women actually giving birth, maternity leave, child care, all that kind of stuff. Whatever it is, it's not a healthy country. Okay. And this, by the way, uh, Jeffrey Epstein, very smart person, told me there he is in the middle there. There's a good chance that he is still alive somewhere. They just said they wouldn't be shocked. He has that kind of money. And there he is with Bill Gates. Who remembers when Bill Gates was like this nice guy who gave us a pretty interesting uh, software program? Now he's a total control freak, <laughs> wants to run the world. This is a fascinating clip, though. People know he hung around with Jeffrey Epstein. Watch the body language. Somebody put this on Twitter and is begging for a body language evaluation of Bill Gates being asked about Jeffrey Epstein and his relationship to him. It was reported at that time uh, that you had a number of meetings with Jeffrey Epstein, who, when you met him 10 years ago, he was convicted of soliciting prostitution from minors. What did you know about him when you were meeting with him, as you've said yourself, uh, in the hopes of raising money? Uh, you know, I had dinners with him. Uh, I regret doing that. He had relationships with uh, people he said, you know, would give to Global Health, which is a uh, interest I have. You know, not nearly enough philanthropy goes in that direction. Uh, you know, those meetings were were a mistake. They didn't result in uh, what he purported, and I cut them off. You know that goes back a long time ago now. Uh, there's you know so there's nothing new on that. It was reported that you continue to meet with him over several years, um, and that in other words, a number of meetings. Um, what did you do when you found out about his background? Well. And, you know, I've said I regretted having those dinners uh, and there's nothing, absolutely nothing new on that. I don't think so, huh? If I ever move my hands like this, at one point he was pulling his fingers like that. Uh, I'm I'm very nervous and I'm probably trying to deceive you. Hopefully I never have to do that. Uh, there's a little bit more. Is there a lesson for you, for anyone else looking looking at this? Well, he's dead. So, uh, you know, in general, you always have to be careful. Uh, and, you know, the you know, I'm I'm very proud of what we've done in philanthropy, very proud of the work of the foundation. Uh, you know, I, that's that's what I get up every day and focus on. Hmm. I don't know if he's dead. <laughs> And I think this guy knows a lot more than he just said. All right. When we come back, uh, take a look at this guy. This DJ is no DJ. He actually is in charge of Goldman Sachs. Well, this guy is screwing around at the club. His company had to lay off thousands and thousands of people. Be right back.
you're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. No crooked, crooked establishment. None of that twisting the truth. No talking down don't to me. Tell me how to think. Don't tell me how to don't think. Don't tell me how to think. I trust Newsmax. Newsmax. They don't tell, tell me how, how to think. think. They let, let me decide. Newsmax. Real news. For real people. A recession-proof investment without compromise, European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, has specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. market since 1990. Choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full size in three popular calibers. First time gun owner, no problem. EAA Corp all-in-one 9mm MC9 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There's a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today from EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of your hard-earned money. Visit EAACorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. All I can say is that the fake news just doesn't get it, do they? Uh, and they really are flipping out all over again. Uh they never stop. Uh, the latest is, ooh, Trump and his associates, they could be indicted over that phone call to the Atlanta election officials, the Georgia election officials back in 2020. Uh, check this out. All of it stemming from this phone call to Georgia's Republican Secretary of State. I just want to find uh, 11,780 Votes. That launched a sweeping criminal investigation into whether he and his allies broke the law while trying to overturn his 2020 election loss in Georgia. Jurors heard from 75 witnesses, though Mr. Trump's lawyers say he was never called to testify. Leading the investigation, Fulton County's Democratic DA, Fannie Willis, who last year told us this. I don't care what status you've reached in life. If you come into my community and you commit a crime, you deserve to be held responsible. If he committed a crime in my jurisdiction, then it includes him. Wow, tough cop there, huh? You come into, number one, he never came into Georgia. He was on the phone. Didn't say make votes. Didn't say uh, cheat. Said find the votes. This is during the counting. It's kind of incredible. The overreaction, the misreaction, and um, they never win. And I don't think they will ever. And now this, Rush Limbaugh died two years ago today at the age of 70. An amazing man, got to meet him twice. He changed broadcasting. He was so smart, so eloquent, so funny, so entertaining, and so very successful. And had a huge impact on the world, um, helped give the world Donald Trump. And also the contract with America in 1994, that wouldn't have happened without 
Rush Limbaugh, do you remember when he received the Medal of Freedom? What an amazing gesture on President Trump's part, and I think that was so richly deserved. Uh, the fake news, of course, hated this guy. Rush is a daily public display of self-loathing like nothing we have ever seen. Here's what the most hateful man in America, the drugster Rush Limbaugh, said about it. Do you think Rush Limbaugh should be on the air? Rush Limbaugh should be fired. Rush Limbaugh is a bully. Rush Limbaugh is a bigot. Rush Limbaugh Absolutely. is racist. Rush Limbaugh was a birther. These people never listen to the show. They never listened to the show. They never, three hours with Rush Limbaugh, it was a joy of life. And they never heard him talk like this, even though he talked like this all the time. I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. It is of uh, immense value, strength, confidence. And that's why I'm able to remain fully committed to the idea that what is supposed to happen will happen when it's meant to. Amazing. And he talked more about his faith a little bit later. And, uh, well, Rush, two years. We miss him. We miss him very, very much. Uh, take a look at this guy. He goes by DJ Saul. DJ Saul, right? Cool dude. He goes to Ibiza. He spins records, right? Well, uh, it's actually David Solomon. He's the CEO of Goldman Sachs this mega important financial firm that recently fired uh, several thousand employees, laid them off while this guy is having the time of his life. How about that? I've uh, been keeping tabs on uh, Goldman Sachs. That just seems totally inappropriate. We'll see what happens there. Nobody who's running a financial firm that's getting rid of employees should be spinning records at night. Huh? Do we agree? All right. Kamala Harris gave an interview to the fake news. Uh, no major stumbles, but it was quite obvious she didn't know what she was talking about and she was killing time. But when you present the, the, the suggestion that anyone is saying um, that that it is time for a new generation and they're running against the person who is president um, and it, when presented as though it's an attack, I would like to let, let us all be clear that the attack is misplaced. If the point of it is that we need leadership that is strong. All right. I forgot what the question was, but she's always making it up as she goes along, killing time, running out the clock. Kind of like one of the people I actually like a lot, Bart Simpson. Whenever he got called upon to say something in class or at the special model U.N., he never knew what to say, but he got by. Okay, Libya, exports. Yes, sir, you American pig. <laughs> nice touch. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, the exports of Libya are numerous in amount. One thing they export is corn, or as the Indians call it, maize. Another famous Indian was Crazy Horse. In conclusion, Libya is a land of contrast. Thank you. <laughs> it's a verbal filibuster, and from time to time, you need him. Hey, when we come back, we're going to East Palestine to talk to some people about what's happening there. Stay with us. <laughs> hey. 
everybody all the time on their phones, young and old alike, in my opinion. It is addictive. These technologies, they made them irresistible, and it's recognized as a real problem, a growing problem. I don't know what we can do about it. I hope there's something. They had an important hearing uh, in Washington, D.C. on this matter, a hearing on child Internet safety. And we heard from Emma Lemke. She is the founder of something called the Log Off Movement, which, from what I know, is fantastic. And listen to what she told the lawmakers. As my screen time increased, my mental and physical health suffered. The constant quantification of my worth through likes, comments, and followers heightened my anxiety and deepened my depression. As a young woman, the constant exposure to unrealistic body standards and harmful recommended content led me towards disordered eating and severely damaged my sense of self. But no matter the harm incurred, addictive features like autoplay and the endless scroll pulled me back into the online world where I continued to suffer. Emma Lemke is a sophomore at Washington University and joins us now. Uh, thank you very much for your testimony. So impressive. How are you? I'm doing well, and thank you for having me. You bet. You bet. So, look, uh, first off, uh, do you acknowledge this? I think it hurts adults as much as kids, quite frankly. I, I, you spoke a lot about young people, but there are adults who are consumed with this stuff as well, and it seems to be hurting them just as much. Uh, your thoughts on that? Oh, absolutely. I think that social media um, you know, usage and its negative harms are experienced across generations. Um, but specifically, young people in their most formative years are up against these really detrimental effects in a more meaningful way. But I do think that this is something that we face as a society and addressing its harms and specifically how they hurt young people is just the first step in addressing the issue as a whole. So big tech is so powerful. Uh, they have so much money. Uh, they're attracting the best and the brightest. Uh, how do we fight them? Or maybe fight is the wrong word, but this seems almost insurmountable, the challenge. You know, I think initially when I entered the space, I shared that feeling. I felt like big tech was a huge beast and I was young, one young activist. So my story didn't really matter. But as I've seen for the past two years, my story has reached media platforms. I made it to the Senate Judiciary hearing, and it shows that people are beginning to be fed up with these companies and the negative toll that they're taking on our mental and physical well-being. So I think that there are social movements like the Log Off Movement, and there are lawmakers out there who are pushing to rewrite the narrative to protect the next generation. And I'm just incredibly grateful to see a lot of these decision makers taking those next steps. So we very Sorry, we can go to logoffmovement.org, logoffmovement.org. But, uh, but practically speaking, how do we do this? How does, uh, how does a 15-year-old girl resist TikTok, you know, spending six, nine, ten hours a day on these things? I mean, actually, it's more time. You know, they used to say you check your phone 60 times a day. It's actually you check real life. You're always yeah. on the phone, and from time to time you look around. How do you, practically speaking, what do we do? You know, it, it takes the individual. You have to take an individualistic approach to every problem you have with social media. So I really suggest to people taking time, logging off mentally, and reflecting on why you are on the platforms, how you gain from them, and placing levels of friction between you and these addictive technologies. 
like screen timers, like app productivity extensions. But the main note is the burden should not be on the user or on the parent to protect themselves from harm. It should be on the companies to protect and to design their apps in the best interest of their users. You mentioned the issues you had, body image and things like that. I'm curious, so apart from not having doubts or thoughts about that all the time, how has your life improved by unplugging or logging off? Uh, you, you strike me as having a lot of clarity. I mean, is that is that because you have this much healthier relationship with technology and these uh, platforms? You know, I think when when I logged off, and I'm still on Instagram, I'm still on a lot of social platforms, but the difference in when I was using it as a 12-year-old versus now is I placed those levels of friction between me and these addictive technologies. So I was able to sit back and really ask, why is it that I'm on these platforms? Why do these likes make me feel better? Why do I feel like I'm harmed from them? And really adjust my usage of social media to benefit and to amplify the benefits of social media while mitigating its harm. So that has allowed me a lot of time to go out to the world and to only interact in the online world when I want to. So it has provided me that level of clarity and really has assisted in building a life that is more conducive to my well-being rather than conducive to a big tech company gaining profit from the maximization of my attention. You got a couple Couple of years of college left. Uh, what's next? What are you studying? And what's next? Uh, what are you thinking about doing after school? I am a second year studying political science. Um, so I plan to go to law school and then from there go into politics and hopefully be able to be one of those lawmakers that I spoke to this week to make these decisions and to protect young people. I think that's a guarantee. I really do. Emma Lemke, uh, thank you very much. Uh, check it out, please. Logoffmovement.org, logoffmovement.org. Many thanks, and we'll be right back. East Palestine, Ohio, that calamity, and it's just not receiving enough attention, certainly not from the federal government. I mean, did you see this? We showed it earlier in the show from FEMA. FEMA, what East Palestine needs is much more expansive than what FEMA can provide. FEMA is on the front lines when there is a hurricane or a tornado. This situation is different. FEMA, federal emergency management, passing the buck. Uh, people are complaining about all kinds of health issues, and. Uh, We've got dead fish and animals and uh, water that's doing really strange things. You've seen the videos at this point. Uh, I'd like to bring in Tammy and Rick Chai, residents of East Palestine. They actually live just two miles west from the accident. Welcome to Newsmax, both of you. How are you guys doing? How are you feeling? Exhausted, stressed, and um, confused. How about it's you, Rick? Um, I, at this point, I'm wor worried about the long-term effects. I feel the same as I did before the accident. Um, and, 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 and you, Tammy, anything, headaches, any health issues? Well, it, when the uh, fire was happening last uh, Friday night, Saturday morning and uh, Saturday evening and all through Sunday, I was having some scratchy throats and a little bit of heavy chest um, with breathing. But I haven't had as many of the symptoms as some of the folks in downtown area are having like the rashes and the migraine headaches and the poor children are breaking out in rashes after they've uh, started school again. So it's, it's pretty horrific. So 
I'm in New York. You're in Ohio. I, from the outside looking in, uh, the federal government has been basically non-existent. Uh, the yeah. company, Southern Norfolk, uh, they've been kind of snooty about the whole thing. They won't show up for town hall meetings. They say they're afraid for their safety. Um, is that true? Has that changed? Characterize, if you could, the response so far. Okay, so the response, um, it is true. They said they were uh, afraid for their safety at the meeting, which is, I mean, we're a pretty loving, caring town, and everybody's a little volatile right now because everybody's so upset. But um, you had sheriffs and uh, and police all around. There was no there was no danger. Um, so that was kind of upsetting. But so the you know the, this the spill the catastrophe happened. It's kind of what you do after that. And I'm not sure if everybody knows this, but the initial EPA, the person uh, observing, if you can call it a cleanup, um, it states that um, the tracks were laid down and they used the phrase over potentially contaminated liquid and soil, the new tracks, and they put gravel over it and just started running those trains right through as soon as the evacuation order was lifted. Running it through a still contaminated site. So if you think this is just staying in Ohio, you're wrong. Um, they're pulling that thing, uh, whatever chemicals are through that train. Um, I think the response was horrible. The uh, the cleanup, you know, they're running the tracks, uh, the trains right through contaminated, uh, over contaminated soil. And, and whatever spilled is still leaching into that. I mean, I, I you know, I'm common sense. I'm not a, a chemist, but, um, you know, it's it's leaching into the ground. And the residents were not very happy about that. It was very insensitive and I think reckless. So Donald Trump, I don't know if you heard, but he's planning to yes. come Wednesday. You know, our hearts go out to you. This is just so strange that there hasn't been a more serious reaction. I've been wondering, I mean, you know, look, I'm gathering that perhaps this is not the most Democratic uh, Party leaning zone, uh, maybe not the most wokest people in the world. And oh, by the way, that's fine. It shouldn't matter. Do you have any theories or ideas or people saying like, you know, why are we getting the short end of the stick here? I don't think people have had time to think politically about that. But I do know people were very confused as to why there was a media blackout that first week when we were evacuating. We were getting alarms. They were talking about the tankers blowing up, which was terrifying. And no one knew what was going on. And we were thinking this is such a terrible and catastrophic thing to happen to a small community. Why isn't anyone paying attention? Where is everybody? Now there seems to be, we are blanketed with reporters. I don't know, something happened. And thankfully for that, and now President Trump is coming, as well as Aaron Brockovich. We're having a town hall with her next Thursday I think evening. also it was, as Tammy said in an earlier interview, everything was so slow, slowly rolled out. We didn't even know vinyl chloride. There were rumors that there were vinyl chloride for the first two days. That was what's burning. Because we were thinking, you know, steel doesn't just burn like that, contents of regular cargo. And so the citizens weren't told. And we believe that they knew exactly what was on that train when it left the station. I mean, who doesn't know what's on their train? Right. And still just a few, a few days ago, they released, they released that now three more chemicals were on that train that leaked into our ground. That we can't um, test for in our water. Uh, butyl acrylate was found as far as 32 miles west in uh, the Ohio River. From, the, uh, the, did you hear it, it go spilled. off? Did you hear the blast? We were, we were watching 
uh, show, we didn't, and it was pretty loud. It was a movie. And so we didn't hear it. But as we were on our way to bed, of course, we like to check social media. And I said, uh, there's a monster fire in town. And then we were up for hours uh, learning about what was happening in town. And there was actually rumors leaking that there was vinyl chloride on that train, but yeah. there was no confirmation at that point. And he had some somebody say yes the next day when he was at work that there was vinyl chloride. But we didn't get a confirmation until Sunday. And that's when we decided, hey, I think maybe we should yeah. evacuate, even though they're saying only the people within that one-mile radius should go. So we were starting to pack, and about an hour into our packing, our phones went off with evacuate right. immediately, and we hurried to get everything on. And so for the I, explosion. I, I, forgive me, Rick. I'm, I'm almost out of time, and I okay. only have about 10 seconds. What can we do? What should we do? Uh, or is just keep watching, keep hoping, keep pr- And what should we do? We need FEMA assistance because there's still attention. chemicals in our in our uh, creek. I mean, you saw the video of the girl throwing the rock and the chemicals coming up. And we need to keep the attention on this. We need to keep focused on this. We need water. And we need to make sure that this little town is not forgotten about. East Palestine, Ohio. We will not forget. And let's talk again soon. Uh, more questions for you. I'd like to know more about what you guys are all about when uh, you're not going through this. Thank you very much. To be continued. And we'll be right back. All right, we're still blacked out in 13 million DirecTV subscriber homes. AT&T, they own DirecTV. You know, they did this to another conservative network. They did it to us on January 24th. Um, folks, you can call them and let them know how you feel. They're keeping 22 liberal news channels uh, that cost much more than Newsmax. They're doing this to us. Stand up for free speech, please. We'd appreciate it so much.